I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I don't need to marry royalty to be a true dame. I have 25 pairs of jeans, but even more enemies. <laughs> Most of those are true. You know, I, I was about to say I don't own a single pair of jeans, but I have two pairs of jeans, and I wow. hate wearing them. I, I hate. only wear jeans. Very different people. 
You guys, it's Andy's. <laughs> it's Andy's girls. It's episode. I cannot believe it. 113. Ooh. I am in PJs. You're welcome that I took a shower. <laughs> Could not be less underdressed for this episode. You guys, it's so hot in New York City and also the mood of this episode. Um, I'm so excited to be joined by none other than Allison Livey, whose name I did pronounce Yay. correctly. Correct. Writer on, I'm going to fuck this up, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Correct. Comedian. Um, truth teller yes. of all things Bravo. Yes. Allison, <laughs> it's so great to have you back. How are you? It's so nice to be here. I'm good. I mean... I'm I'm nervous that we're we're getting ready to lose some good TV as we're watching New York, you know, wrap up and and even Beverly Hills, which is bad. Like I just don't know what we have without these two. Can I ask you? I have so many questions. We have so much to discuss. So much to discuss. Was this? I'm gonna fuck up the words because my nerve symptoms are bananas right now. Was this the penultimate episode of Beverly Hills? Is next week the finale, or did I make that up in my head? How could I it think not next be? week is the f- wait? No, this wait. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. I think next week is the finale. Or next week might be the episode before the finale. I was very confused watching the end of it because I I got a very much of like a finale vibe from like the clip of next week. I think next week's the finale. Right? I I feel like it is. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I feel like we're like... We're going to end on the agency party. There's right? Gonna be it some, feels like, like a finale party. I think that next week is the finale. Because I know that, like, New York and Beverly Hills are ending, like, around the same time. I mean, we may have one more week, but I don't think so. So, question for you. A lot to discuss. First off, New York finale this week. Just from an episode count perspective, how did you feel about this week being the actual finale. I don't think it should have. And also there were only 20 episodes of New York this season and there were 23 of Beverly Hills. Total? And there were more of Vander, like Vanderpump had like 20 something. So does any guys, can someone send me a satchel of gold who works for Bravo programming? I don't understand. Why? Because they were moving, like there was just so much going on in New York and we had so many great episodes and storylines and like fights and it's like why are we rapping so soon why couldn't we see these ladies through the new year and also not to be a debbie downer but i watched the finale i watched it again today i'm happy pride by the way guys yes. all the gays all the lesbians all the people who don't have titles god bless everybody should be watching all of the insta stories for all the bravo celebrities because like half of the bravo universe is on a float right now screaming That's their asses off um anyway kudos to you um so yeah, I don't understand. I, I mean, I watched the finale. Then I watched the reunion trailer. And I'm sorry. Like, I, I am going to be a little bit of a Debbie Downer. It wasn't great. I'm going to say something. A blanket statement about Bravo finales. Please tell me everything. They're never as good as another episode in the se- in the season. Why do I don't you think, think that- finales ever deliver because... Half of it is a a party that's a wrap. It's like there's just so much loose end tying up, and they always do want to show everybody like, da da da, this is happening. Like so and so is single, but she's loving life, and like, it's just it's such half of it's just devoted to like, kind of like surveying like where all are we right now instead of like being in the midst of something. 
So I don't think that the finale's ever... Re- I mean, we get moments. We get, like, I'm trying to think of, like, seasons past if there's been, like, an amazing one. But I think, in general, they're not the most dynamic episodes. Not to be, like, a huge dick, but why was there no iPhone footage of Bethany dying? Like, why I, don't I have footage? She was tweeting you know from the hospital. was taking video. <laughs> it's like, why, why don't, don't we have, have it? any of that? I couldn't believe how short that moment was yeah. showcased on this week's episode. I was like... What the fuck? And then, like, her tag at the end, she and Paul bought a house in Boston. That seems like an enormous step right. forward in their relationship. Right. And, like, we haven't... So, I understand her, like, desire to keep some of her personal relationships at this stage in the game when they've yeah, all she been such... Want a, she's like, Jason. you know what? Yeah. I and not... I mean, like... And also, like, Dennis being on the show, like, now that she... Now she just has to, like, deal in that, like, that he's gone. Like, yeah. we talk about Dennis. Whereas, yeah. like... I get it. You want to keep somebody separate, but we don't know anything about their relationship. And like, she's pretty open. So show us more. And the Jason stuff. So she can't show Bryn or really, I don't think she's allowed to like discuss Jason by name. I yeah. think. Cause she always has my ex right on the show. And I think she's very sensitive about bringing him up at all because she doesn't yeah. want to be like another lawsuit. Like well, she doesn't want to do what Tamara does, which is like completely right. like fuck up all of your chances and like be seen as no, that's to- that's like, exactly Tamara, right. I mean, it's so dark, but it's like, you don't sh- like, it's like, you're not supposed to contact your daughter or talk about her on the show. And then she talks about her on the show and then she's like heartbroken that she can't see her daughter. And it's like, it's but a you're vicious not, cycle. You're not, I mean, yeah, she's tripped, so, but she's giving us, I, th- I feel like Tamara single-handedly like broke Eddie's heart, like literally yes. damn, like yes. rode over it on the Range Rover in order yes. to give us some plot. So kudos to you, Tamara. Um, but <laughs> I feel like with Bethany, there's no reason aside from trying to be a good person, why we're not seeing anything of Paul. Right. And it's interesting to me because I was watching this week. Do you ever watch the app? After shows for these shows? I haven't ever. I think I saw something once for like um, a Summer House episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They love doubling up because they're like, we're around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) None of us have anything going on. (laughs) I can talk about Summer House constantly. I think it is the most interesting show. (laughs) And I think that's, I mean, whatever. I have a lot of theories for why I like it. But Um, we don't have to like touch on that now. Summer House, wait, just to like pivot. Summer House is one of those shows where I I don't, I didn't watch actually the first couple episodes of the season. I wasn't into it. A lot of people were into it and I was not into it. And by the end, it just sucked me in. And I was like, fine, I guess I like these people. I like the guy who's like definitely gay. Jordan, I want to say. Be more specific. Yeah, no, it's Jordan. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot there. I'm like, let's unpack that all the way. Um. But, like, they're also, I think it's also that we live in New York. And yeah. Like, these, there's are, a familiar, these are real like, people. I, and I've lived in L.A. and I know the Vanderpump people, too. Yeah. Like, you know those kinds of people. Yeah. But I don't, L.A. is so separated that, like, yeah. I was, like, a hip gal on the east side. And so, like, I wasn't really encountering, like, the West Hollywood, yes. like, n- whatevers yeah. of, that they are. Yeah. However, in New York, like, the people of Summer House, like, they're around. Like, you're seeing that we're all together all the time. So, like, that type of person who's like, work hard, play hard. Like, they're <laughs> like they're, uh, they're at the grocery store with us. They're at, they live in every neighborhood, you know, especially Williamsburg and Murray Hill. And, like, you know, they, they're yes. monsters. But, like. And they're influencers full time. We know them. Like, yeah. we know those people. And it's so 
hateable and I just love how much I hate them did you see that thing that went viral of that girl I don't remember her name fashion whatever she works and or possibly worked at goop and she decided to the Sponcon proposal yeah she and her boyfriend decided to like make a viral moment of their proposal I could see her on summer house yeah like nightmare people yeah and they're only there's not one good person on summer house no they're all horrible even I would say Kyle's girlfriend no, Amanda I don't but I think by marrying him there's something wrong with her I think Kyle and Amanda it's very similar to Jackson Brittany where at first glance you think the woman in the relationship is the good person and yeah. then you realize you know what there's actually a reason why she's attracted to this piece of shit yes and that makes her by association and choices kind of a dick Yeah. Like maybe she's with that person because somewhere deep inside she's like, I am too smart to behave this poorly. Yeah. But I'm going to like marry this person. There is a lot of now that I've never framed it that way, but like they are very much like Jackson, Brittany. Right. Like where it's like the girl is and and like leaps and bounds ahead of all of the other people on those shows. Like Amanda is better than everyone else on Summer House and Brittany is better than everybody on Vanderpump. Such a low bar. Well, well. I mean, St- Stassi and Bo. I love Stassi and Bo. I love Bo. I'm attracted to Bo. I'm like, I am And I've never so, been attracted to anybody on any no, of these no, shows. No, no, no. I am so sexually attracted He's to Bo. He's so good looking. He's so good looking. He's so funny. But like everyday human good looking. Not like no, the not weirdness too, of yeah, like I Sandoval's like, right. my face is just a flat piece of concrete because right. it's all been just Botoxed into hell. <laughs> No, he's like a real person. Like, he's attainable. Like, I think that there is a Bo out there for each of us. Like, I really believe, like, Bo to me is like the dream guy. Like, he's cute, but he doesn't necessarily know it. His mom is a fucking, like, relationship expert or something. Like, which I. I don't know that I'm into that, you know, on its face, but like, God bless it. He like understands how women behave. He, he loves Stassi for like the sociopath that she is. And she's so funny and she's so smart. And he makes her so much better. Like she's like, you can tell that she's like more (sighs) fun and like cooler this season. And like some of that is just inherently like, I found a person, whoever it is, I don't have to like keep looking or whatever. Like she has that energy where it's like, where's mine? Um, and so now, obviously, part of it is, like, I'm in a relationship. I don't need to, like, panic about that part of my life anymore. But also, he's so great that he, like, makes her more herself. Have you been following Mazel, I guess, Jackson Brittany's wedding, which happened I yesterday? I saw one photo. I saw, like, I follow Ariana and mm-hmm. Sandoval mm-hmm. on Instagram just mm-hmm. because we've had dinner and they're lovely. <gasps> That's right. So, like, of course, I'm like, I'm like, because you guys I are best friends. Do they follow you? No. Um, one day. <laughs> one Next day. Step. It'll happen. Next um, so I've, I saw like some of their stories, but then I did see a picture of Jackson and Brittany in their wedding outfits. Yeah, for people. And n- no, I didn't like it. <laughs> um. So first off, Jax was able to somehow take off at least 15 years from his face for this fucking and wedding. And like 30 pounds. He looks, he looks good. He looks incredible. He looks good. I saw a lot of people freaking out about this wedding that they were so excited and I posted on Insta yesterday like listen this wedding happened I look I don't know that I'm excited to see it play out but I I can genuinely say I'm looking forward to see it. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch you know he said some terrible things to her the night before or whatever. They for sure fought the night before. It almost didn't happen. We know that I don't I mean I don't know any of that but we know that. No we we know that because we saw it. But I still feel, I mean, like, listen, 50th anniversary of Stonewall, Pride Weekend, World Pride here in New York City. I 
cannot forget the moment when a viewer of Pump Rules called in to watch what happens however long ago, several months ago, and held Brittany to account for the fact that yes. the man that they had chosen to be the officiant at their wedding is deeply, deeply homophobic. So I believe they f- they have, he did not perform the ceremony. He didn't. Lance Bass did, which is interesting. Lisa was supposed to after that, but then obviously her mother died. She had mm-hmm. to go to London, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, Sorry, Lisa, for your uh, yeah. For your uh, she's just had yeah. a terrible yeah, and then she two was years. right, and then she flew in with Ken on Randall's PJ or whatever, and it's great that she's there. I feel like Ken got just sent via FedEx and like showed up like, <laughs> like she's like get in the box, Ken. He's like okay, Lisa. <laughs> so it's great that they attended, but I remember that moment of watch what happens, and I remember thinking like this is why she's with Jax because her first instinct was to roll her eyes at the question, yeah. and it's like. Cool. So it's Pride weekend. You know, everybody's wearing glitter. And I think that's great. But like a part of being an ally, if you are a heterosexual woman and you say that you are, you know, hashtag for gay rights. She's always like, you know, she's she's doing the pump and sir parties for pride. She's marching in pride. She has her sassy um, gay friends. So she thinks that that's enough. But then it's like you need to take in when someone is saying to you, you fucked up. You need to take it in. And I know I'm asking too much. And the reason that we love watching these people is because they're not self-reflective. And they are kind of garbage monsters. monsters. (laughs) And I think that Brittany has gotten a lot of credit. I know that I've given her a lot just by like somehow staying alive through like the Jack's Michigan of course where he has buried her several times and several. has treated her terribly and has gaslit her and emotionally abused her and her response is like let's get married um so I don't know mazel to her but I just couldn't get over the fact that both of them online were like almost belligerent when people were saying things and then I don't know how this happened, but recently, I want to say in the last several weeks, somebody brought it up again, and then yes. Lisa tweeted about it, yes. and somebody said that they were handling it. it. And it was, it was like from new- several months ago, so yeah, I don't know what old. that right because like, it was like uh, when, it was like when Vanderpump was in season at least, and so but then it popped up again because I think maybe they unearthed, maybe because it's Pride Month, maybe because the yeah. wedding is coming up, and they unearthed videos. I want to say of the pastor. I didn't watch anything because Ugh, life's no. too short, but um. You know, he's a piece of shit, this guy. So, but the thing that annoyed the fuck out of me is that the pastor then gave an interview where he's like, I don't want to like cause any negative attention to them. I totally understand why I shouldn't officiate the ceremony, but they asked me to attend as a guest and I'm considering it. No. And I was like, no, no, no. Is he a family pastor like back in Kentucky or whatever? Yeah, I think he's probably a family pastor for them. I mean, like I have my rabbis in Providence. I'm I'm barely Jewish. Like, yeah, legit. Like I don't Catholic people are like happy Hanukkah. I'm like, oh, that's happening again. (laughs) But but like I get why you would want someone. But my thing is like my rabbis in Providence are extremely progressive. Approach. I think I assume they're pro-choice because. I don't know. They're politically (laughs) active. They, I remember going, because I was in Sunday school through high school, because I was a super nerd, and I, like, volunteered to do shit at Temple. And they were, of course, a thousand percent for um, marriage equality. And they were like, as long as you're Jewish, like, right. Yeah. Jews are always, we're like, we're progressive until it involves not being Jewish. And And then we're like, well, not that. Don't do that. (laughs) I got into it with one of my rabbis, because he was like, He's like, as long as it's not an interfaith marriage. And I was like, excuse me, bitch. Like, my dad's Catholic. My dad was raised Catholic and my mom's a Jew. And he's like, well, if it was two moms that are Jews, that would be no problem. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) 
we're always a, we're always a little backwards. It was a little crazy, <laughs> but anyway, all this to say, I just was like, okay, cool. So I don't care if he's a family friend or not. He should understand that he's a piece of shit, right? And that he shouldn't go to. The, I don't know that he actually went, but the fact that they were like that, they you, still wanted him there. I, why do you want him there? It's like then, like then you're then you're hate or not hate, but like then you're you're tolerant of his intolerance, and that's. Right. <laughs> and also, how do they go from, I understood how they went from the shitty pastor to LVP, and then LVP bowed out because of her mom passing right. away, but how do they go then from LVP to Lance Bass? Are they actually friends with Lance Bass? And then it's like, it also just seems like it's one of those things where it's like, they're just now swinging too far, where they're like, fine, we'll have a gay man marry us. And it's right. like, okay, well, that just means that you don't really understand what's happening. What's happening. Because it's, it's like... Fine, just prove that we're we're proving it. And it's like, ah, uh, you're trying really hard with that. Like, I also wonder. I feel like if they wanted a pastor, they would have just had a pastor, like, yeah, a religious figure. I don't know. It is interesting to me in the sense that I wonder how this is going to play out on next season because they're going to have to reference this, and it is genuine right. drama. But by referencing it, they're going to have to. Figure and I guess out it would have. They're shooting now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Like, I'm sure the wedding is been, the finale. Of, okay, probably the finale. Yeah. Or, or maybe the middle. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's but it's in there somewhere. Yeah. But like they would have been shooting when this resurfaced. Right? Yes. Okay, so, so then, that's what I want to know. Right. Because then I want to know how they're going to carry it out. So on Potomac, there's this whole thing that's going to happen on the rest of the season with Michael Darby having potentially allegedly sexually assaulted a crew member. And that is now going to be I know he's it, not it's not great and that's now going to be a part of the season so I wonder when I think of pump rules next season how they're going to reference this are they going to say like it's in the news like how do they say it so that we can all pretend that they're not super successful rich reality tv stars but Mm -hmm. it's going to come out for lack of a better term right in some fashion I just don't know how and how are they handling and like when are they taping their because like they usually don't tape uh testimonial stuff until like months after months after so I wonder is it going to be a lot of like base covering like it's that she's not going to like be like oh everybody wants us to like get rid of our pastor but I love him like it's like you know yeah what's gonna she's, happen it's gonna be a lot of them being like we are allies we are friends of the LGBT like she, it's gonna be she has a gay man as a bride's person so there's gonna be like this like easy like hands clean we did it we fixed it sorry whoops and like yeah somebody's gonna i wonder if somebody's gonna raise it i mean also schwartz and so sandoval i think was demoted from best man to (laughs) being a co-best man with schwartz and schwartz was the one that gave this speech and i honestly like started watching it on insta story and then i i honestly i got bored i like couldn't take it i mean the fact that schwartz can put two sentences together is a miracle (laughs) he's another one who's like so pretty but so dumb just so dumb and also angry yes i don't know what's gonna happen on pump rolls i mean i think that we're we're driving towards the end i think I don't want to see Katie and Schwartz trying to get pregnant. You know, I don't yeah. want to, which see is what this upcoming season. I Jack's trying to pay be. a mortgage. You know, right. I just don't know that. Like, what are their? What is the drama? They, they've they're all, moving into houses. They're moving into, and they're also all married. Like, there is no more. Like, I don't want to watch Jack's cheat on his wife. Like, it's just so much. You know, there's just yeah. And also, we've been through. We've seen. I'm in a monogamous relationship. Just kidding. I'm like having sex with this woman. I mean, yeah. like. I don't know that we like where where else can we go? None of them work at a restaurant anymore. So what do you think? I mean, will some of these people 
age out or rather maturity out? Will they like mature out of this? And then it's like James who's going to be a fuck up for the rest of his life. And right. Like, like are we going to watch James Raquel Lala and like some new people? I don't hate it. I don't like it. I feel like the magic of this show was, was they this were friends. First, this group of people. They were friends. And like that's why there was real drama and also real comedy because like they know each other and can be honest with each other in a way that like we're seven strangers that all technically work at a restaurant together. And to bring that back to New York. Yes. I, I feel, feel, I feel No, no, no. I love this. I <laughs> could talk about Pump Rolls forever. I could too. It's the most fascinating show on television. But I feel like part of the problem on New York and then certainly on Beverly Hills is that uh, but special, especially on New York, these women truly love each other. Yes. And I watched the reunion and I was like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? It seemed like when they were referencing, you know, Luann being like the cabaret queen, that there was like a wink in Bethany's eye. Like the fact that she's like, you're blah, 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 blah. And then like puts her ass in her face or whatever. And they're laughing about it. It doesn't appear that there's going to be real drama with the exception of Dorinda and Tinsley. Which is shocking to me. How did that happen? I don't. And I think it like the New York women are usually pretty good about like showing us what's going on when the cameras aren't rolling. Yeah. Like, I feel like we know their stories. all, And I don't understand where this Dorinda Tinsley fight came from. What has changed? I feel like they were they've never really had a problem. And all of a sudden Dorinda's like. Well, you have an arrangement with, which it, like, yeah, it seems like Dorinda put on, is it jealousy? Uh, right. Is it, like, what is it? I think that there is somehow actual anger that Dorinda has, but it felt like Dorinda put on Teddy's accountability coach hat and was yes. like, I think you're lying. Lying to me is the worst possible thing. So I'm going to bury you about this. And also I don't respect your game, I guess. Right. But like, and like, it's like, but Dorinda, like, you've never worked either. Like, it's yeah, not what did like, she do? Did it's she like work? your money isn't just I mean, and I don't really know where her, I mean, I think that she had some money just from her family, probably. And then all of her ex-husband, but like, and now like the show, they all make money. They all do right. endorsements. They all do appearances. Mm-hmm. They all get a paycheck from Bravo mm-hmm. every week that they're on. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not unrealistic for Tinsley to buy expensive things. She's been rich her whole life. Why do you care if Scott's buying it or if her mom's buying it or if her, if her divorce settlement is buying it? Like, what's the difference? You're I mean, the same. Totally. And I'm here for the fighting. I'm just concerned that this is it. And I can't say this again, except here I go. I mean. They fucked up from the jump by not having Jill play more of a role. I agree. And there is no reason why she didn't the fact that they included random fucking lines from that from when Dorinda hosted a fake tree situation at the palace and then, oh, I mean and didn't include it on the episode yeah. it just felt to me completely I don't think this is the right use of the word but almost like tone deaf to what was required yes and this season last season was so spectacular the energy was fucking insane by the time we watched the last of the reunion and this season has been inconsistent with some excellent fantastic historic moments like the miami meltdown the miami meltdown goes it will go into the books as one of the most yeah incredible yep. scenes yep. I've seen not just on no, reality TV in history in in Emmy. televised history Emmy. it should be like that should be a four-year consideration clip like that should be no, for real. their FYC campaign yes and people have been posting about like give New York an Emmy and it's 
not actually a joke. This is excellent. It's excellent. Excellent like, TV. Also, give the editors comedy Emmys always. Like, they should always be in contention with yeah. writing with writing Emmys for TV. Oh, because for, it's like, they're crafting they're making, the story. Also, just like that scene. And I like I have a, a friend of mine who his girlfriend. Oh, Julia Solomon's boyfriend. Oh, Julia yeah. Julia yeah. was um, recently on AG. Rec- yeah, she was um, a guest. Um, her boyfriend now is watching New York because she watches it and like talks about it. And he like texted me. He was like. Bethany having that panic attack while they're putting like a toaster on the table. <laughs> That's magical. It's honestly, incre- it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. It's so funny. It's so There's funny. like a popcorn machine and Bethany's like in tears about her dead ex-fiance. Like, yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> it, it's incredible, but it's also has not been a great season. We don't have a, an, a, a reason for why it's been shortened. And I feel like what the fuck there had been an opportunity here that you guys didn't take advantage of is it too late to do that next season is this real did jill burn well, we won't so be many s- bridges that it's genuinely not a possibility like not they let danielle come back i don't th- i th- because like also like if they really didn't want jill on tv she would never be on t- you know what i mean like she still pops up enough where it's like there's a door open just bring her like give her a camille level like, don't give her an apple, but just, like, have her around. Like, Faye. You yeah. know? And why? And she, you know, her boyfriend, they leaked to Page Six that, oh, he was spotted buying an engagement ring. And they yes. had, of course, all of the information and the <laughs> name of the jeweler Bobby. and everything else. I know. Rest in peace, Bobby. But, like, she's willing to do it. She moved back to New York. She got a different apartment. She sold the one that she and Bobby had had forever. She is here to perform. And I don't know how much of it is Ramona saying, like, absolutely not. I don't know how much of it is Bethany being like, we're fine, but absolutely not. Or, or I don't know how much of yeah. it is production being like, we do, there's not enough in this world that would make us have mm-hmm. to deal with her craziness again. Yes. But I feel like I don't want to say, you know, like I think Beverly Hills is diseased and needs to be treated. I don't want to say, that, I don't want to say that that's happening in New York because New York is the top. It's the right. best of the best. Right. Creme de la creme. But I think that this is not, enough right and like we had like great like pops but it wasn't like we were driving towards a lot of stuff like we were dri- I mean we had been driving towards like the meltdown in Miami with between Bethany and Luann yeah which was excellent but like our other stories kind of like started and stopped a lot yeah and then I- we like pick back and like Tinsley and, and it's like I know we can't control like if he's involved or not or whatever but it's like we're like talking about it and then we just aren't for a while. And then she's like, we broke up. And then it's like, then it's a fight in the <laughs> finale. And you're like, what is all of this? And there was a lot of buildup with tins of like, I don't know if it's working, blah, blah, blah. And they had that weird intervention. She was flipping out. And then suddenly the next day it's done. It's like, it's like yeah, what, what actually happened here? And I was slightly annoyed because on watch what happens before the finale at whatever app a couple days before Andy was like can you believe I think he was saying it to Bethany he was like can you believe about that the leaked clip of what happened at the cabaret and blah 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 and um intimating that something crazy happened that they caught and I was thinking like is it going to be as crazy as what allegedly happened on Atlanta and it was Barbara Kay saying, I don't think she can really ever hold the show by herself. Yeah. I mean, she can't really sing. That's fine. We all know that. Lou knows. Th- well, I don't know. Lou, Lou doesn't know that. Lou, I think, has lost every semblance of a se- sense of humor about 
this show about this show herself. meaning hashtag yeah. Countess yeah. and Friends and about herself. And then Barbara goes on Twitter and says, hey, Tweeps, I want you all to know that I actually enjoy. And then she linked Countess Luann, um, Luann's cabaret show. And my comment from last night was taken out of context. I've seen her show eight times and would go back for more. Hashtag girl code, hashtag Countess and Friends. And it's like, cool. I mean, that one moment was super hyped in advance of the episode of being something crazy, which it wasn't. It was nothing. And also, Barbara Kay, you're not coming back. So you're trying to salvage your oh friendship. Oh my God, with you Luan. were barely here when you to were begin here. With, right. To begin with, this is the second time that Barbara Kay has been honest and then recorded. Right. When this right. happened. The other one was Tom, right? Right. When she was talking to Carol and like dropping some truth bombs. After that, I want to say that she and Lou didn't talk for like eight months or something crazy. Like it but was a long. But then she was still part of like the uh, intervention and getting her into right. rehab, which I'm like, which is why I was like, there's promise with her because she's been in the thick of it. But and then she, she was just like. She's just like a whatever, like Long Island contractor. And at the end of the day, that's not really what we need. No, it's not enough. And it's also weird to me. The only thing that I find interesting about Barbara Kay is that on the after show and in press and whatever, Dorinda has referenced over and over and over again that, in fact, Barbara Kay was a good friend of Dorinda's until she joined the show. And then her behavior on the show to Dorinda has been completely insane. And Barbara Kay has been like bending over backwards to support Lou and like be Lou's like assistant or whatever intern on camera. And I wonder how much of that is accurate. Like did Barbara Kay just think that she needed to like, you know, move on over to Luann in order to have a future on the show? Like how did that happen? I don't know. And like Dorinda's had very little going on this season. And also we saw a clip in the like, this season on like halfway through moment Mm -hmm. where she's like on the phone screaming at somebody I think in Miami because she's in like a giant white room with like lots of glass and I'm like that doesn't look like it's in New York but maybe it is um and she's like do not come for me I will come for and we never saw that scene and I'm like what was Dorinda up to this year because I feel like we've we've seen this whole season and I'm like We've had, like, moments where she's, like, fought with people. She had kind of, like, a mini fight with Ramona over, like, an event we didn't really have cameras on. Yeah. um, About the seating. And I'm like, well, okay, that's something. She, like, has mostly just been, like, helpful to Bethany. She's a little questioning of, like, Tinsley's romantic and financial relationship. It's like, what's, like, and Dorinda's like, I got a new apartment. Like, I don't know. She hasn't really. So I'm like, what did we miss about Dorinda this year? The Dorinda yelling into the thing, wasn't that when she was pissed at Barbara Kay for, like, disinviting her to the clam bake? Or was that something else? That was after because we saw that in, like, coming up this later this season. And, like, they had already, the clam bake was long gone. Oh, yeah. I don't. It was in the second half. I don't... It looked like it was in Miami. They looked like they were in beach stuff. But maybe I'm wrong if somebody knows no, the answer I'm to that. No, I'm super confused by that. Because we never saw that. Sometimes they, because I think they cut those trailers before they're done cutting the season. But they're good. If it's good enough to go on a super trailer, why aren't we like, why aren't we seeing it? Like the fight with Ramona and um, Tinsley where Ramona's like pretty shaming Tinsley, which makes no sense, which came up as a deleted scene when they were fight, which um, Tinsley uh, on an after show episode with her mom references and the ladies talk about too. Like 
there was um, a tr- genuine moment where Ramona's like, you're wearing too much makeup. You look terrible. I look so much better than you. I'm uh, like, you're half my, <laughs> I don't even so think amazing. she's, she's oh, so good at being a, on TV. She's so good at being a horrible person. Yeah. She's great. God bless. With one of those fucking, I don't know, Christianity candles that look, I would, I would, I, I'm anti-candle. I would die for one of those. Louis I want candles. one so bad. I want one so bad. Um, Shalom. So I, <laughs> I just like there were these little nuggets where I'm like, why aren't we seeing this great? Like, I could see that fight over her makeup existing in any number of ways without getting in the way of the Miami meltdown or anything else. Why wasn't that a part of the episode? I don't. And yeah, I don't know. I think that I have said it before and I'll say it again. Andy, if you're listening, I assume you are. Please, please offer a premium (laughs) subscription service where I can (laughs) subscribe to Bravo and you just are airing nonstop footage that doesn't make episodes why can't it be like big brother where like, like during at least their vacations me. they just have cameras on at 24 just roll those cameras but like also like even though even like not even the cameras aren't rolling but like the cameras roll for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours oh every day for several months on these women we see 40 minutes a week yeah. show us everything that gets cut because yes. i promise you i'm interested in all of it i'll watch all of it i will pay fifty dollars a month <laughs> <laughs> to be you able know, to watch that. I people keep saying this and I'm like it's true. Why aren't we having they've done lost episodes of um Beverly Hills and other yes. shows Vanderpump Rules. Why don't we have a lost lost New footage York. episode of Scary Island cuz you know, you know there's they so still much more going have on. footage. PS, I was in a store in Soho last weekend and I walked in the store and I saw the back of a head and I was like, it's Kelly Clorn Ben Simone. And I turned and saw her and I was like, shut the fuck up. Cause I was not in the mood. You know how sometimes you're like in the mood to schmooze. Right. I was not no, in the mood to you're schmooze. Not there. So I asked the saleswoman about a dress that of course they didn't have. And then I was like, fine. And I ambled on over to her and I was like, Hey Kelly. Cause I've, I've interacted with her sure. very, very briefly mm-hmm. before. Um, and I was like, Hey Kelly, how are you? And she was just like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. and we talked for a couple minutes and whatever. And I just looked at her and she was exactly the way you would want Kelly Kloran, like sure. beautiful, tan. no makeup, tan. stunning, <laughs> very tan, stunning with her little white dog or whatever. And like friendly, like saccharine yeah. level, Hi. friendly, Hi. Like can- and she's candy. She is candy. And so I'm what she's gummy bears and whatever the fuck. Um, and I just want jelly beans whatever so I just was like thinking about that moment and like Kelly isn't meant to return to New York she's not meant to be no 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 no, like focus on whatever and like do her thing and like pose on the beach in Miami every couple months for dailymail.com and like call it a day but I just was like looking at her and wondering because she's such a historic part of the show it's interesting to me that New York hasn't gone the way of like reintroducing some of these women who have helped create monumental television yeah it's interesting to me I mean like she cameoed sort of when Lou was trying to surprise attack Bethany by having Kelly at boutique and Bethany oh, was yes. like I'm not recording this she yes. Bethany like stayed at the bar talked to some random guys and then left because she refused to participate right. in this like sham situation but I'm just like why don't they bring back I mean I guess this is me just talking in circles and saying bring back Jill but like yeah why bring don't back they, Jill why don't they do this Right. This is just well, we me got, saying like, why don't they do this over and with over again. Heather when Carol was doing the marathon. Marathon. It's like ugh, I couldn't even get through that sentence. It's so boring. Um. Has Kristen 
Kristen, who's been on the show several on AG several times. Kristen, I don't know if she's come been back? back at all. I think that she's just. I think she. We might have seen her at a party once Maybe. in the background, but yeah. not really front and center. I mean, who else is there that could? Not, Cindy's not coming back. No. Who else? Um, and Carol's never coming back. Oh my god, I wish you. You know, she's like, I'm never talking to Andy ever again. How dare he? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like that is what is needed next season. Although it's not, not to say, you know, I'm talking a lot of shit, but obviously I'm looking forward to the reunion. I'm I'm looking forward to the reunion. I think it'll be interesting to see like where Lou is at at that point. And I forget when they recorded. The day before she was um, put in jail for 40 minutes. Right. Great. So it'll be interesting to see like what her vibe is and like her and Bethany. I think it'll be good to like check in with everybody because we'll be and like, a suggestion for Bravo, like bring in a peer for Tinsley, bring in a, I mean, you can't get birdie bell, but like someone else who, Ooh, that would be a good choice. Like someone else who was kind of a society girl yes. in that like heyday when Tinsley was like yeah. Tinsley Mortimer, you know, like, yeah, give us that. Who's like a little melted down now. Who's, right. Yeah, who, yeah. Like kind of what else? A little the, bit of an also round. There's not right. And there's like, there's not really that world anymore. They're definitely much, much, much aged beyond it anyway. And it's like, but give some give Tinsley somebody who's not in their seventies to talk to, you know. Which P.S. that line of Sonia's <laughs> <laughs> burying Ramona, oh <laughs> like you're almost in your seventies, was so funny. Oh God, I mean, Sonia. she's so funny when she's she wants so to be. Well, I talked, but like I mean, give yeah. us like a younger person who can be kind of like an because like Tinsley like never really has an ally because she is a different generation than those. She women. is even Bethany. I think is like the young. Well, Sonia and Bethany might be the same. Whatever. But there's still a decade on Tinsley. I think Sonia's probably 10 years older than Bethany. Maybe. You think? Okay. But Bethany is like, what, 50-something? Bethany? I think she's in her 40s, isn't she? Is she? Oh, wait. I don't... Then JK, not 10 years. Maybe five years. It feels like Sonia is of a different generation than Bethany is, but I don't know. I don't know. But they look like they might be Numerically. I don't know. But like... But the closest person to Tinsley, I think, still has like a minimum of five to seven years on her. Yeah. Accurate. Like, totally. I, so it's like, I feel like we need somebody who can be on her side, but also will be like a real formidable, like we're the same age, we're dealing with the same problems. Cause like Tinsley's like, I want a man and I want a baby. And those women are all like, I haven't had my period in 10 years. Like, it's just like, they, <laughs> Bethany has said that there it's just, it's a dry County. Um, so like they need kind of, I think to like infuse a little bit of new and like those women are so threatened by youth and beauty Yeah, that like it will, instantly start stuff yeah but it'll be like it'll give tinsley a fighting chance and tinsley said on her interview on ag a couple weeks ago she was like i'm filming with some new people including a friend of hers now who knows who that i mean she said essentially that they're auditioning a couple people like they're filming with a couple people interesting but i I think that bravo is aware of the age differential i absolutely am obviously tinsley's coming back so i wonder yeah, I think you're completely right. I wonder who these people are, but I think that no matter who they are, they're going to be closer to Tinsley's age than like Ramona's. Good, because like we don't like it's like it's funny when we see them all at what's that bar they were all at the other that night and they they're like we ran into Mario. It's like he was on the call sheet. Like he brought he brought stuff with him knowing Yeah, it was he was a ran, it was a, like the Z something yeah. on the upper side which we Zero. are on the we're on the upper side. But I've those never bars heard of it in like my life. don't yeah. um I like tweeted this out and then a friend of mine was like wait, you should write about that. Will you write that for us? And I might. Um 
about like how they pick these restaurants like yeah. and how what the and like obviously the women of New York like they have their they've been going to these bars and the and Regency drinking for years for years for years um they've been doing that so it's like those are real places but it's like it's nowhere anyone else goes outside of that world it's so a like middle-aged mm-hmm. rich but yep. not crazy rich yep. Because it's not, they're not good. Yeah. No. Who would go to a and hotel all, bar when you all, live in New York City? It's insane. Why would you want to go to the Regency? And they all just like are like, they all know each other. Everyone's known each other. Everyone slept with each other. Also, give us more Ramona dating. Show it. Like, take us on those dates. The guy, the by one the way, we saw was cute. Yeah. Which was surprising. Scary. And also, I mean, Ramona I think significantly. Looks good. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Considering. I mean, yeah. I think she's the oldest one. I mean, yeah. yeah, of course. She's like 65. <laughs> She's like, I'm ready for Social Security. She's And she looks great. And there's this whole weirdness that will continue forever of her and Mario like flirting with each other. But, I think they're fucking. But he isn't he in still in that relationship with that younger woman that oh, he like lives so. with? I, I don't know. Oh, does he? I, thought, I think I don't that know. they're still sleeping together. He is. They're, he's looking cute. better with age. My fucking Good for God. him. Yeah, good for him. Good for them. Yeah, I think that's I think that's you're exactly right. Like we need to see a little dating. We need to see a little sass. And we need to see some more fucking drama. And I want to see yeah. drama of people who are connected, who genuinely are frenemies IRL. Yes. And there is one woman for that job. Her name is Jillian Zarin. Get her in there. Get her in there. She is ready she could film literally right now all you have to do is text her she is she's ready for war um so I feel like I need to address one of the craziest satchels that ever has ever come my way please so on last week's episode I was like listeners because I can't get enough of like the money conversation which the is- money conversation is always the most important conversation yes. and also because it's the one that never really gets had on air yes you and know, think about even resolved. just like it's never resolved. I mean, we we're we're ending Beverly Hills yes. with finally the introduction of an interesting storyline, yes. which is does PKO a lot of money to somebody? And also, and also obviously he does. And um, obviously he does. And also, is he a fraud? Yes, because he's so closely, as is Dorit, so closely connected to money rich with a capital R it is expensive to be Dorit yes like Erica wrote that song for Dorit and PK Kemsley and so when you take their money away what is left nothing nothing and I'm curious about the Tinsley angle because we can pretend that Dorinda's asking she's like a good friend and like wants to hold her accountable or whatever right but what's the in, the thing with Tinsley that's so interesting is a we're never going to get a real answer no and b it's not associated with fraud at all right and no one's saying she she's looking for sugar daddies or whatever no one's saying she's doing any anything illicit or illegal they just genuinely want to know yeah. where the money is coming from right because it's confusing. It is confusing, and I was so happy that they brought it up because I have referenced it on Andy's Girls several times. So on last week's AG, I was like, guys, um, slide into my DMs if you have any satchels or you have any information. Because, you guys, I love when you reach out with net worths, but they're not accessible via Google. So I love when you send me celebritynetworth.com right. or whatever because it's cute, but none of that stuff is accurate. No, 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 no. So no. She, we're not talking tens. They're guessing. They're guessing based on bullshit that they see right. on it's just camera. Like, yeah, right. It's just like estimations of like, here's how much you make an episode and here's how much property you own and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's not a real, that's not, that's it's, not taking into account right. that Tinsley's buying $3,000 right. separates. AKA, <laughs> I will never actually know how much um, Candy has, but when you send me stuff that's like, she's worth 50 million, it's like, 
Guys, no, that's no. not. It's none of that is real. None. I want bank of statements. Right. I want tax returns. Yeah, I want. I need to see some 1099s. So I asked listeners to reach out to tell me their thoughts about Tinsley's financial state of affairs, and I got the craziest satchel of one of the best satchels of gold of all time from a listener named Matthew, and. I told Allison before she got here that I had a four, essentially a four page email that I wanted to read in full because this is the kind of dedication and investigative reporting that I hold so dear. And it's important. It's important for society and for culture. And this came my way from a listener who's in the know. So even if I probably vehemently disagree with what he's saying, I appreciate the work and effort. And P.S. I have done no research. Great. I'm just relying on intuition. Yes. I just want to ask people for things and then (laughs) then give them to me. (laughs) Don't want to have to do any research. Matthew's done the work. So I'm just going to read this out loud. Um, And guys, we're going to take this journey together. Okay. This is Matthew. Hi, Sarah. Oh, and P.S. If you have any long form satchels of gold, send them as Matthew did to andysgirlsshow at gmail.com. That is the best for long form, long form. Okay. Um, This is from Matthew. Hi, Sarah. I was mid jog. Oh, look at you with your cardio. When I heard your discussion and call for info about Tinsley's finances, and I immediately sprinted home and typed (laughs) this. I've heard so much discussion about Tinsley's Monty, Monty Hunty. Wait, what does that mean? Monty, Monty Hunty over the years. And I want, sorry, happy pride. And I want to set the record straight this pride month. Oh, I like his humor. Okay. I'm super into Matthew. Um, also I recently discovered your podcast and I'm a huge devotee now and I've listened to every episode. Oh, Oh, that's sweet. Um, I love the depth and knowledge and compassion and understanding you bring to each episode. I'm grateful for every second you invest in this. Matthew, that is so sweet. Have you Venmoed me a dollar in the name of your favorite housewife? Please do that now. Okay. Um, my bonafides. Um, I'm a massive Bravo fan and have been for years and I watch and read all the drama and gossip both on and off screen. Great. Also, I'm a lawyer with a background in corporate and tax. Does that make sense? In corporate and ta- in corporate something and tax. So I understand numbers and deal with incomes and salaries way larger than my own every day. Great. I know how these degenerates stash and stretch their money. P.S. Matthew, I haven't even dived into this fully yet, but um, please do a follow-up on P.K. and Dorit because yes, that's please, necessary for please. society. Their finances confuse me crazy, so much. Crazy girl. Okay, so I have tracked discussion of Tinsley's finances for years, and here's everything I know. If I was unsure about a particular detail, I didn't include it here. Forgive any typos. I was too excited to proofread. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so the first area is called trust. We know Tinsley comes from money, likely not tons of it. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. But enough to establish and fund individual trust for her and Dabney. And listeners, yes. Dabney is um, Tinsley's sister. Indeed, Tinsley has mentioned that she is the beneficiary of a trust. Um, also, that's probably how Dabney does not have to work at the moment, as she said that on a recent yeah. New York episode in Miami. Yes. Tinsley's trust was likely established in the 1970s when Tinsley was born. Oh, it's some light shade. Um, not touched for decades, allowed to mature, and now it likely pays her a healthy income each month while still generating interest and growing in size. Ugh, money makes more money. Can I be rich yet? <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't make more. It wouldn't make 
much sense to create one of these arrangements for anything under $500,000. So let's be really conservative and say that Dale and Papa Mercer set up a trust for Tinsley when she was born in 1975 with $500,000 and it generated a conservative 6% interest each year. I have not done this much effort in anything in my life. So shout out to Matthew. Let's say she started drawing from it when she was 25. It would have matured to $2 million by the time she was 25 and could be paying her at a conservative rate of return around $120,000 a year while continuing to generate interest. Now, let's say her parents created a trust for her with $1 million, same rate of return, and again, she begins drawing at 25, she'd have a trust of a little over $4 million at the age of 25. A $4 million trust could be paying Tinsley $250,000 a year at a conservative rate of return. While none of these scenarios afford Tinsley Boku bucks, her trust fund gives her enough money to pay for the basics like that $9,000 a month hotel room slash home. And he says in parentheses, my math is really rough. So any freaks checking this data need to know these are rounded figures, but still accurate. This all assumes that not one cent was added to the trust over 25 years if there were additional investments, maybe on her 18th birthday, as is common, or after her father's death, which P.S. I was just thinking about Mm -hmm. in my head, so I'm glad he referenced it, she could be drawing more in disbursements each month. Also, I left out any real discussion about taxes, but know that these trusts are tax advantaged in a way that would really benefit Tinsley. Long story short, Tinsley probably makes at least around $200,000 per year from her trust fund. She could and likely does make significantly more. Sidebar, I had a trust when I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. It was not this you yeah. would not have it was like a dollar 50 and sure. I ran through it in 45 minutes <laughs> literally <laughs> sound they gave me the contact information for I don't even know who he was the account or whatever and I would just, <laughs> this is so bad I would just email him <laughs> oh god I'm just remembering this or his <laughs> or his assistant <laughs> essentially every week and I was like I need a little bit of an infusion and they would deposit it into my account and I spent so much money yeah on I spent honestly half of it went into cabs like I remember oh, I would say most of my disposable income is in cars right it's all a transportation I remember one time I wanted to be a chef so I went to Whole Foods but I didn't have a recipe. I wanted to make tomato sauce. So I spent like 50 or $60 on like tomatoes and stuff. And I put it in a blender. And I thought that was how you made like to me. <sighs> I was excellent with money. So all this to say, it's fascinating to me that that feels like a lot of money to make on not a crazy amount to begin with. Like when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars from yes. like matured, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's fascinating. Okay, next area Matthew has, divorce settlement. Mm. As we know, Topper, a.k.a. Topper Mortimer, is an heir to the standard oil fortune. He almost certainly has a trust. Definitely he has like several. Yeah, what? Yeah, and he <laughs> works in finance wealth management, which sidebar, I didn't know. Um, uh, considering his education and connections, he's been making at least six figures, which feels very conservative to me since he began working post-college and there's a very good chance he was and is making significantly more sidebar 
Totally agreed. Of course. Tinsley and Topper also owned property outright together. All this to say, Topper has a lot of money and had a lot when he and Tinsley divorced after seven years of marriage. Yeah, they like for sure signed a prenup. I Sorry. I'm I, no, no, no. I, I totally agree. <laughs> In New York, property is divided equitably. Remember that point exclamation point surprisingly toppers and tinsley's lennox hill condo is currently on the market this is an all cash co-op building so that condo was fully paid for at the time of sale no mortgage according to online records topper and tinsley bought the condo in 2006 for 1.3 million they had to fork over that entire sum of cash at the time of the sale in 2006 in order to have that kind of liquidity topper and tinsley had to had to have been multimillionaires at the time of purchase. Of course. Agreed. Sidebar 1.3 million. Very low. Yes. Um, after the divorce, Topper kept the condo. Not sure what it was valued at in 2010 when their divorce was finalized, but likely more than the 1.3 million they paid for it. For sure. Which means Tinsley would have received a settlement from Topper of at least an amount equal to that of the condo since, say it with me kids, distribution of property is equitable in New York. <laughs> oh my God, Matthew, I'm obsessed with you. He got the condo. She got assets of an equal amount. Did Topper and Tinsley own other properties together? Not sure. But if they did, these would have been factored into the divorce and you got it distributed equally. If Tinsley's lawyers argued that she was financially dependent on Topper and she expected to maintain a lifestyle like the one she was living for the rest of her life. This is basically Dorinda's argument. For real. Then Tinsley very well might have received alimony and or a portion of Topper's trust. While courts are more reluctant to do so nowadays, they generally will set up the lesser earning spouse with a lump sum or spousal support to keep them at an equivalent lifestyle to the one they've come to enjoy. This is especially true in a liberal um, equity. Why am I? I can't talk right now. Equitable distribution state like New York. Considering Tinsley and Topper were married young and had stayed together for a relatively long time, the court might determine that Tinsley was entitled to financial support because she expected a lifetime of it during her marriage. Oh my God, this was like ghostwritten by Dale. Seeing as Topper <laughs> and Tinsley had $1.3 million to spend on a condo and factoring in Topper's job and trust that I mentioned above, I think it's safe to say that Tinsley banked on a low end, five hundred thousand to one million dollars in alimony, and an additional one point three to offset the condo. I base this on New York State divorce settlements that I researched. Since Tinsley has not remarried, she could still be she could still be receiving monthly spousal support depending on the nature of the court's award. Long story short, I think Tinsley likely made around $2 million low-end estimate from her divorce. She could have banked even more and could be receiving payments from Topper still. Sidebar, I really need to be dating. If you had said to me, it's not about forever love, you could make money on marriage, I would be much more focused on swiping, right? Me too. Okay, next area, (laughs) business ventures over the last decade. In her socialite heyday, she was, among other things, a beauty ambassador for Dior, designed her own line of handbags that sidebar not a single person bought, wrote articles for various magazines, starred in this high society reality show, it's on YouTube and Glorious, and published a book for which she received a quote unquote healthy, that's the New York Times words, word, high six figure advance. What? I don't 
remember her writing. I don't remember a book. Yeah, writing or reading. She also received appearance fees for events, and we all know how those can add up quickly. I'm not saying these ventures made her rich, but she likely made enough money to subsidize her lifestyle and avoid depleting her trust and savings. Sidebar, agree. Short story, even shorter, Tinsley did well enough from her own money-making hustles to comfortably fund most of her living expenses for the past decade post-divorce. Housewife salary. While we don't know these for certain, we've seen rumored figures. Ramona seems to be getting somewhere around $500,000. Sonia could be pulling in two fifty dollars to $400,000. For a season? Yeah. Luann might make anywhere from four to six hundred. Bethany is the outlier at one million pro- one million plus. I doubt Tinsley is on a five year contract as the Daily Mail reported, correct? But yeah. maybe she's stuck oh she struck a pay or play deal when she signed. Regardless of the payment structure of her contract, she came into the show with a name. Yes, it was tarnished, but it was still a name and she had a social I mean the tarnished part was the best part. Yeah, I mean, God bless. And she had a social media following and press following, which she certainly would have used to negotiate at a higher rate also seeing as she started in high society she would have had an established rate from which to start negotiations when she joined new york you'll recall how eileen davidson started out on beverly hills with approximately six hundred thousand k per season because she was an established commodity from soaps with tinsley uh while tinsley didn't have the same pedigree i imagine she used her uh uh notoriety to secure a higher salary Regarding later additions to the cast, I've read that Dorinda makes around two fifty per season. What? That feels like that should be higher uh, yeah. in relation to the other one. I find that hard. Oh, let's, Matthew agrees. I find that hard to reconcile with other reports that Brandy and Yolanda entered Beverly Hills without with around a hundred k per season, but which paid for nothing. But yeah. then again, they did join a few years prior to Dorinda. Brandy had some notoriety, but Yolo and Dorinda were basically nobodies. Yeah. Let's find a place comfortably in the middle and estimate that Tinsley makes at least one fifty to two hundred thousand per season. Long story short, Tinsley probably makes at least one fifty to two hundred thousand per season, which, in addition to the disbursements from her trust fund and divorce settlement, allow her to pay for her lifestyle. Moneybags Dale. You raised a compelling point on the podcast. Is Dale helping finance Tinsley's life? Do we know anything about her background? Could she have come from wealth and contributed to Tinsley's trust fund? Is Dale paying for the hotel home each month? We may never know. Scott is not the secret to Tinsley's wealth. I sincerely doubt Scott is paying for anything other than those shoes he bought Tinsley. The idea that this man, who I understand is seeing other women, would still be paying for a lovely floozy with a heart of gold 1,500 miles away doesn't make sense. True. I also heard in a podcast that someone who works for Scott's company said recently that he called a company-wide meeting to express how he is burned by the relationship and reality TV experience. I bet he is. Those feelings don't comport with him continuing to fund Tinsley's lifestyle. That's interesting. Conclusion. God bless. Tinsley isn't as broke as some think. I think she can afford her lifestyle, but I'm concerned about her long-term prospects if she continues at this rate. I don't think she has fuck you money, and I doubt she has the $35 million stated on Celebrity Net Worth. Thank you, Matthew. But I think it's safe to say that she's a multimillionaire. 
I'd be surprised if you told me she had less than a million dollars and equally surprised if you if you told me she had more than 10 million. And this is highlighted considering the value of the home she and Topper paid for in cash and the money she likely received in the divorce. The money she's made over the past decade and the expenditures we will see her make on New York. I place her net worth at around five million dollars. Then he concludes with, this has been a labor of love. I think I've discovered a new career in investigative journalism, and you have permission to use this however you'd like. Well, guess what, Matthew? I'm using it on the show. Just please don't include my last name. No problem. I already forgot it because of work. And if you do credit me, use only his Twitter handle and his first name. Again, I love the podcast, and thank you for everything you bring to us each week. So Matthew with no last name, whose Twitter handle is M-A-F-F-E-W-K, Listeners, if you are on Twitter, I think we should send Matthew some love. Yeah, some thank yous. Some thank yous. That's a lot of work. That was a lot of work for him and also me. Yes. And also you. Yes. Um, So shout out to Matthew for certainly the most well-researched Satchel of Gold that I have ever received. And maybe this is mean of me to say, I don't, I still don't believe she has like five. I, there's a part of me that's like five seems like a lot. I think she, I think when you take in investments and like, obviously yeah. when you, and like her, like Topper works in finance, her family was mm-hmm. rich. Like there mm-hmm. is obviously like when you have large sums of money, you can turn that into much more money by keeping um, investments like going. Yeah. So like, I it's, think that yeah. like she's, even when she's not working, you know, it's like how does Shep have mailbox money? It's like the same fucking thing. But I feel like with Shep, he doesn't have an extravagant lifestyle. And that right. might be based on the fact that he lives in like South Carolina or whatever, right. where it's like a different And wears like t-shirts and right. like just He's spends just money chilling. on booze and drugs. Right. For real. Yeah. Um, Tinsley, regardless of her net worth, is, as Dorinda said, spending money. Yes. Like it's going out of style, yes. essentially. And it's interesting to me that if she has this kind of money... It's just strange to me that she's spending it on like weird $3,000 beach dresses. I don't think it's weird at all. I think it like fits with Tinsley. I think she knows what she's like. Tinsley does show up with like a look when it's time. Like when she's going out, like the lashes, the looks like she's, she's not, you know, Denise, God love Denise Richards, but like, she's like, oh, I just brought shorts. Is that not right? Like, you know, like Tinsley knows she's on TV. Mm -hmm. She knows she's a society girl who's like past her prime. She's, Mm -hmm. she's doing everything she can for that. Like. Do I think Tinsley's buying art? No. Like, she's buying stuff for her. Yeah, she's going to Bergdorf. Yeah. She's going to my favorite art museum, which yeah. is the first and fifth floor of, and actually the second, really, yeah. of Bergdorf Goodman. Um, yeah. So I feel like New York, we can pivot from and yes. very briefly address the nightmare that is Beverly Hills. <sighs> I mean... God bless here. Listen, I said this on, I tweeted this on, on, um, I tweeted this on, guess what? Twitter this week. And I just want to make clear, I I appreciate the work that Camille is doing as a woman who's not even getting a full salary. If not, who knows how many shekels. Camille is working hard. Camille is working hard and none of these women are. And for them to say on camera, it's too much. Like, the fact that Denise was the one that was like, stop talking about it, and Kyle was dead silent yeah. shows to me that these women at least understand that this kind of drama is necessary. Necessary. Which is why I think they were kind of like super, super quiet until as late as possible in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But we well, all. Well, they know that they brought nothing all season. Right. They know. 
we all know that some fuckery is happening with um with PK and Dorit. Dorit can't say this was so 10 years ago because she goes on Watch What Happens Now and references the fact that there are pending lawsuits against the Kensleys. And she's like, right. I'd love to talk about it. I can't wait for my story to come out. But, you know, the lawyers are telling me not to. You don't have it both ways. Right. We know that some shit is going on that has to do with fraud or whatever or lawsuits not paying back or, you know, PK was having too much fun at the slot machines or whatever, that it's still ongoing. Right. And... Camille is the only person who's bringing up shit that the viewers themselves have been talking about for a while, which mm-hmm. is Dorit seems to be bleeding money, bleeding, bleeding money. Every look, every like they are going out. They have expensive cars. They're just buying each other gifts and throwing parties. Where is the money coming from? Where is it coming from? And then PK that put big on dumb house. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense that I don't think they own. P- no, they rent. I right. think it's like known. Yeah, you know, they do. Right? Yeah. PK then put on Instagram some bullshit of like, you ask me what I do. I'm an entrepreneur. I dream. I cast a spell. And then fucking Mauricio underneath is like, oh, you do it so well. Guys, no, no, no. no. This is not. Camille was in the right for several reasons. First off, she understands what the show needs. Right. She might not be St. Camille, but she is Madame Camille. And she came to play. Number two, um, it's you're not crossing the line you're you're walking the the line is like literally being written in chalk on the sidewalk and it's right. saying like literally ju- please jump over me because i'm a tv show and i need to have some sort of plot Something needs to be happening and camille saying some shit in confessionals about denise like when denise was like we're fortunate that you know we're alive and camille was like she's very right. lucky her rented house did not get burned down right was excellent shade and was yeah. once again necessary for yep. someone to talk about on then this we can fucking hate them. Ju- right so when i say i need camille to get a diamond it doesn't mean i'm like team camille she's right in everything she's, she's saying and she's bullying the show better she's making the show better and also makes me think this reunion is going to be a complete waste of time it's for everyone so involved because all of these women are going to be like you're mean and camille's going to be like me like it's it's going right. to be dumb these women are they are interested in continuing this bullshit alliance where they just reference LVP, but nothing else because LVP walked off the show and then they protect each other. And that is not interesting to me. And I think that if you're going to talk about a very small problem on New York by comparison and a very large one in Beverly Hills, it's the fact that these women are like friends with each other with a capital F yes. and it's hurting the show. We need some sort of spice and someone who's not even on full time is the one that's giving it to us and is doing so very, very, very late in the game. Yes. And that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, everything else about it has been boring. Yeah. There's nothing I'm interested in. There's yep. no like the problem also like one of aside from Rinna, take Rinna out of this because I think she's great oh, at comedy. Rinna's she's a dream. So and like she's, she's funny. Like yeah. Rinna's funny. Yeah, yeah, she is. The rest of them aren't. Like there's no like while we're all while we're not getting the drama, they're also not fun and funny on camera the way that the women of New York are. So like if New York doesn't have like a great storyline kind of like driving what's going on, there's still kind of like fun maniacs that are fun to watch. That's and a very I think good point. the women in Beverly Hills are like more image conscious. Mm-hmm. They're more like they're they're younger, so they're like a little bit more just like uh like the women of New York are so old and they're so like whatever. And New York is such a like crazy city to live in anyway that they're like fuck it. And like Sonia's like I fell down. I'm drunk. Like 
you know, they're having, but they're having a good time. They're making fun of each other. They're like quick. And in Beverly Hills, like they don't make fun of each other except for like Kyle doing impressions once. And even that like doesn't go over that well, but like they're not, we don't see them. We see them having a lot of like quiet salads and that's how they hang out. And in New York, they hang out like at bars with men they've all had sex with before. Yeah. So like we're like in the down moments in New York, we're still having fun. And the down moments of Beverly Hills, we are we are just having a, a cup of coffee. I totally agree with you. And Except for right now, she's living a great fun life. Yeah. And there's one thing that I need to add to this conversation, which is I think it is complete bullshit that LVP goes on Twitter and tweets and subtweets random shit having to do with the show that she allegedly, according to herself, no longer watches. Yeah. She watches every single fucking episode or she's in a different room while Ken watches and texts her the lines that she needs to know. Yes. Somehow, somewhere she is hyper aware of what's going on. And Andy in an inner, I think it was in his, his interview this week with Brian Moylan, friend of the show for New York magazine, or it might've been in his, I think he did an interview that I read with the Hollywood reporter in one of the two, they were referencing LVP not going to the show. And he was essentially like, listen, she had a platform to, Oh, they were like, what's the next time she's going to be on watch what happens. What's that going to be like? And he was like, listen, she had a platform to respond. She decided not to use it. So like, what can I say? And that's exactly right. She, yeah. She had a platform to defend herself and she didn't use it. So I don't want to hear a single yeah. second more of this bullying thing, even though we know Camille's using that as her body armor when the reunion airs. I don't want to hear a single second of it. I don't want her tweeting and saying, can you believe it? And, oh, I, you know, how can you believe I didn't use that invite, which is in direct conflict to what she said before about not getting invited to anything. She had her opportunity to fulfill her contract and she walked fucking out. Yeah. And if we're going to talk about who ruined this season, obviously these women made terrible choices. And one of the reasons that they made terrible choices is because the person that was deeply involved in the drama quit the show. Yeah. Like that is super unprofessional. And this is what we're getting. So I am sort of tired of seeing online people be like, oh, this show sucks without Lisa, blah, blah, blah. Guess whose fault that is? Yeah. That is Lisa's- Lisa walked away when Lisa she could have. She could have dealt with it and right give it I don't know give us a watch what happens live exclusive interview and then come back later like whatever figure out a way to like stay in but like you're the one you walked out you left yeah when people are like she was bullied blah 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 and these women are terrible without her they're I mean, all terrible all the time just right but one of up. right but one of the reasons that they are so bad is because their cast member like and potentially like star of the show like literally quit on them yeah like they obviously have terrible instincts not a single one of them is a producer for this and I think that we are forgetting the fact that there someone is to blame for this and that woman is Lisa yeah Mrs. Ken Dodd um I (laughs) I just it's like what else is there this this is one of their worst seasons I think it's one of the and there was this really has been and it was a spectacular start I remember the first episode I was like holy fucking shit they came to play it was great I thought I when they showed that like six months ago or six yeah yeah yeah, six months from now or whatever it was it's like Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Bring us so that. Bring so us. Good. Bring us fights, and then walk us through how we got there. Mm-hmm. But then, then like, when there was nothing else going on, and then the fight ends, you're like, well, what else is this? Is just a bunch of rich women. No, it's completely ridiculous. Being boring. Yeah. Also, get rid of Teddy. 
I understand the purpose she's bringing now. And honestly, she did drive at least some. Yeah, she's stuff. the one that broke open. She making King Edmonds her way into a, like being an incru- a crucial right. part of the season. And, and I like how much I don't like her. Yeah. So that's fun to be like, what idiot like outfit is Teddy wearing? Like what yeah. lip can't she pull off this week? But like, yeah. She also isn't like, like, I think she thinks she's like the grounded cool one. And it's like, no, you're also an idiot. Like, just (laughs) like you're dumb and you're annoying. You're dumb and you're stupid. You're all like at the end, like the other thing about like Beverly Hills, like they're all like trying to keep up the facade of like a perfect life. And like New York will show you the cracks a little bit. Yep. That's exactly right. And she wants to be like, my husband has a great like business. I have a great business. We're so successful. Our kids are great. I'm in shape. We did it. And it's like, ugh. Well, what else? I mean, why are you on this show? Then why are you on the show? People talk a lot about how much they dislike Teddy. And I'm like, okay, cool. Totally hear what you're saying. But also, like, she did help us with this one little she did. thing. So that's cool for her. I mean, I honestly, I, there are ways that I think ailing franchises can be helped. You've seen how it's gone well with recasting on Jersey. You've seen... You know how bad it, how life is very, very bad on OC. I don't expect that to change anytime no. soon, um, except that Kelly Dodd is Camille on crack. So yes. there's going to be craziness, and it's going to be involving, I think, one person for the full season. That person is um, Kelly. And Beverly Hills, I really, I don't have an answer for how to make this better. I don't either. It might be time to just like clean house. But like, who do you keep? I don't know if you need. To be in Beverly Hills, like, the original, like, trick of The Real Housewives was, like, look at how these rich people live. Right. Even though none of, Rose. they're not, none of them are actually that, I mean, they're rich, but they're not, like, insane. Like, well, Beverly Hills, are, Beverly Hills, there's money. Yeah. And, you, you know, the girls of New York all have, like, some money. But, like, maybe we, like, drop the facade, take us somewhere else in L.A. I mean, give us, like, well, but we have Vanderpump for, like, what L.A. It's, like, give us something new. You know, I don't know. You Do say to need... leave Beverly Hills altogether? Maybe we just wrap it up. But like, where else can it go? I mean, I would rather... Because most rich people in leave. Beverly Hills don't want to be on a show. I know, but we need to Or are already, like, celebrity. Like, Denise Richards is a fucking movie star. And, like, I love her, but it's like, you, you, you don't want entertainment industry people. You know what I mean? You don't want but just, like, other famous are. people. And, like, that's the problem of Los Angeles. Is you're going to get, like, where it benefits Vanderpump because they're all struggling, or at the time when it started, we're all, like, struggling actor-model-singers. What you get in Beverly Hills is people who, like, did it. It worked. And it's like, well, now you're just rich. I don't want to leave Beverly Hills, though. I mean, I still, do di- I still die for the Diamonds and Rosé. We just need a new person to say it. Yeah. I mean, listen, Kathy Hilton's never going to come back, but if she did, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Um... Teddy, I don't know what I, I, I can't even really talk about recasting because I feel like they need to just the producers need to like re-strategize Beverly Hills. Yeah. And I don't think it's a casting. I think casting is obviously a huge part of it, but I don't understand what the narrative is. Right. Like, what are we talking? about? What are we talking about? Who are the friends? What's happening? Is Camille never going to come on full time because a thousand percent she did not like the way that she was treated on the reunion and the end of the season. Right. But I feel like because the LVP stands have all rallied in support of her, maybe she'll see enough of that shit to like and come back to come back. 
I but don't then know. What, I feel like she's going to come back guarded and come back like not engaging. Yeah. Like the season after sink meal or something. Yeah. I don't know. We can't talk about Kelsey's dick forever. P.S. I was supposed to go to the first ever taping of the new Inside the Actor Studio a couple weeks ago. Or I think last week, the week before, and I couldn't go. But a friend of mine went and called me as soon as she finished and was like the it was a complete nightmare craziness. Um, and it was so it was Kelsey hosting but i guess they're changing the hosts which is diametrically opposed to the whole the concept of what the original right, show was was one person who was very well researched and educated who wasn't the entertainer with his stack of blue cards right. asking similar questions with deep research and this version is like let's just shoot the shit which Ugh, is just not a late night show now yeah it sounds terrible but anyway kelsey was on the show and so my friend is telling me what happened and she's like yeah and at one point he referenced a movie when he was talking about his ex-wife and i thought you'd want to know that and i was like what movie did he reference and he's like it was a famous movie with like Laurence Olivier or something blah 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 I think that's who she said and I was like wait a second was he referencing Marathon Man and she's like that's it and I said wait during this recording because she said that he when he tells people about his oh when he first started dating his now wife Kate aka when he started his affair he told her to watch this movie so she got an understanding of who his wife is so kelsey Grammer during a recording which i don't know if they're gonna keep that in the show said that camille was most comparable to a nazi wow that is a child i mean she's talking about how his dick doesn't work cool he's like she's a nazi and he's like, protect your teeth. Camille is coming <laughs> like a screwdriver, hammer. Like that. I was like, he's Ooh. sick. He's not yes. a well person. That no. is not something you say about the mother of your children. No. I'm sorry. Like she's no. gonna be in your Hate life her all for you the want, rest of but like life. she's no. You also, can't. she genuinely rescued him when he like had a heart attack on vacay however many years ago. Like yeah. she like brought him back to life. Right. So like maybe you should thank her now and again. I know she took half your money, but and you <sighs> got a tattoo near your dick so that you wouldn't cheat, which is a spinoff in and of itself. Yes. Um, that says to me that you don't trust yourself at all. Um, and do you think that the woman that you're going to be cheating on your wife with is going to be the long term? Yeah, right. She's going to be like, the lights are off anyway. She doesn't want to see your naked body. Um, so yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, that was actually probably the best scene of Beverly Hills. That thing that wasn't recorded for the show that I then thought about, um, offline. I don't know. Beverly Hills sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Reunion's going to be bad. I'm not, yeah, the reunion's going to be boring and I'm not loving southern charm right now either like i really there's just nothing southern charm i feel like maybe similar to saint camille Catherine came back and had a really really great season and you know last season was so phenomenal and it was like women coming together and this season we're maybe seeing the real Catherine, which I is think, like i think the real Catherine is somewhere in between yeah. monster and victim like yeah i don't think that she's like an amazing person but i also think that she was like gaslit the shit out of by yeah. thomas who's like a rapist yeah um of their nanny oh god yeah um but even like all of the, I'm so bored by all of them. Patricia's too involved and she's 80. Like, no. yeah, I agree. I do like Let's when get, Whitney's there. I do like having him back on camera. Yeah. I mean, he's he so like, old. Well, he like knows also how to like push buttons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But not be like involved. And like, even though he's disgusting and awful to look at, but like also like the, 
the fun of Shep is long gone. He's a terrible person. He's a monster. He's a monster. Like Austin is just like a marshmallow. And Craig is just like, I don't know. Is he okay? (laughs) He's Craig. He's so purely himself. Craig's going to be okay. Craig's going to outmaneuver them all. Yeah. I, I, I there's just kind of like nothing fun going on with anybody. And like true colors are coming out and they're like not fun to watch. Yeah. They're, they're especially not good people. And then it's like below deck right now. Speaking of Ooh. terrible people, I it is hard for me to watch below deck because Mila, what's that her name? They got to get rid of her. They got she she genuinely needs to be fired. Like, I know we're driving towards a firing. We have right. to be. But it's like you're sacrificing the guests on the yacht because she has great energy. Like what the like aside from the homophobic stuff, which is insane and completely yes, of course nuts and crazy and horrible, she is obviously not a chef she's not even a cook no I can make better food than her yeah ditto and that is a that is a troubled sign because I just fucked up tea before you got here so like (laughs) I don't I was like how did I get this boiling water is my roommate had to show me how to use a tea kettle I had no idea until like literally two weeks ago it's it's cooking is hard I don't it's it's awkward for me to watch this because we know how bad it is and people are like disgusted by the food that she presents so how much longer can we pretend that this is a plot line we all know I think like I mean like I think they just need it to get in enough episodes to show like how bad she is to make us like want her to get fired. Like if we fired her on episode two, it's like, well now that's done. <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, I will say like, I still like below deck because I do still think that like putting everybody in close quarters is important <laughs> Yeah, and keeping every- they're all in the boat. They're all going to have sex. They're all like, we're in the real world with like, Vanderpump or Southern Charm or whatever like yeah small town like small groups of friends like yeah. a lot of stuff like gets cycled around but like eventually you start finding people outside yeah you start or you start being in and you can escape serious relationships yeah and you can you walk out on on below deck it's like we don't know each other we're all just like living on this boat none of us are in serious relationships so we're just all gonna fuck the, like yes like give me that they're all angry they have like like five different fights in the course of like how long do they work six weeks yeah it's like crazy it's amazing I do like that Joao is back and I like to see him like being good at his job yeah I think that's nice it's good to see like one person who's like genuinely there to be better who wants to like further his career or whatever Hannah's terrible Hannah I feel like she's trying this season she's like I'm not gonna fuck anybody but we'll see how far that goes she definitely fuck someone does she? I think so. I think it's in a preview. Well, or like, or like someone I mean, makes someone out. needs to be, yeah. to be getting something. So it's like, true. good for Hannah. I like the new guy who's, um, who you can actually understand his English. The one with you the curly hair? No, the other one. The one who called Mila an oxygen thief. <gasps> Love that guy. Don't know his Love name, him. which is fine. It's fine. Super he's into handsome. Him. He's funny. Uh, good, and good for him for like actually standing up for what is right. Right. What is Instead good of what is right. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a weird, I got to tell you, it was a weird week for TV, but um, shout out to some of them for trying. I don't know. I'm, I, reunions are, are some of my favorite moments. I really genuinely do love them. I love when they're in glitter. I love when they're yelling. I love when they are recapping shit and I get to hopefully get an inside scoop into what they're thinking. Um, I feel like reunions now, like because they've stretched them into three episode events, they have so much downtime in between the really good moments. Yeah. Like, and yeah, the second episode is always awful. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, well, this is our filler between like 
kicking things off and like wrapping things up. Totally agree. And I also, you know, it forces them to the show makes them watch the rest of the season early. So they have to binge like six yeah. episodes or whatever right before they film. And they are genuinely angry about what's yes. said. And I want to see that come out. And I mean, like there's shit that's been said on this fucking after show, which I, for some reason, all of a sudden I'm, in, I'm totally into. Sure. And Lou said something on one of the after show ups of like, you know, I think that there's something that we don't know about like maybe Bethany and her new boyfriend started dating before we all know and she said it in a really passive aggressive way and I was like thank you like yeah yeah, this is good I hope this comes up on the reunion yeah I don't know how it will but um I'm hopeful that you're gonna be super shady I and I be shady I want that like I want shady Lou because I like how much everyone hates it yeah it's good she's good she's good at tv she's good at tv and less so at other stuff which um I guess will be a part of her plot I mean like what do you think Lou's gonna be like next season I she's mean, already done the cabaret she's gonna want to continue this to sell tickets but the show is gonna be like we've already done this arc yeah she can't I mean I think she'll still be doing I think she'll be like trying to take things like national like I think she's gonna like I mean even though that's kind of where we are now yeah, I think like she's doing that now and it's like we saw her record a new single that video is out of control I fucking love a genuinely no joke love feeling Giovanni I love the like horns or whatever in yeah. the chorusy part it's well whatever. produced it's, it's genuinely well produced the first time I heard it I was like oh I, I like this song like I genuinely like this song <laughs> like I really enjoy it and can't wait for it to come on an insta story so we'll see maybe she'll be like doing more shit with that I don't know who's to say we need a re- we- Lou needs a relationship oh you know? Yeah. Let's see. Where is she going now that we've been through the Tom Ringer? You've had your big divorces. Like, like yeah. where are you now? Where is your... T- and like... We need a new job. And it's like fun. You know, obviously I understand that like when you're getting sober, there's like long periods of time where you're just like supposed to be kind of figuring she's yourself... She's not abiding by... No. She's, she's not be doing she's the tour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I get that like, it's like, let's put push pause on like personal relationships, but show us that now. Now we're kind of out of other stuff with her. So... Well, we might be out of other stuff with Lou, but I'll never be out of um, wanting to talk to Allison Libby on Andy's Girls. This was a total pleasure. What a treat. Um, Allison Libby, tell the people where to follow you and how. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Libby. Oh, my God. And do it. And Mazel on Maisel. Oh, thank you. When is it? Can we say when it's when season uh, three is coming out? It's supposed to come out in December, I believe. <gasps> Great. That's not so, that far away. Yeah. That is, I, not to be is, super depressing, but like that is actually. <laughs> it's within six months. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm into it. Well, love the show obsessed with having you on guys um slide into my dms or whatever uh twitter at d at (laughs) that's not my twitter twitter (laughs) at (laughs) sarah galley um heat stroke and instagram at dame galley um let us know your thoughts and feels listen um matthew new champion of satchels of gold if you want to do a little thing on dury and pk i wouldn't turn it down love to find out would love some journalism on that money pit um guys such a pleasure can't wait to hear your thoughts and feels and we will kiki with you again soon oh p.s next week um andrew scrolls is off because i haven't had a break in 100 years and it's like the fourth of july whatever the fuck so we will be back uh the week after this coming week math is hard (laughs) you'll figure it out and we'll kiki with you again soon bye guys